Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. And in today's episode, we have the co-founder and CEO of Connect Here, a company that is using technology for social good, which is one of my favorite things, actually. Still my favorite things, doing social good and technology. So couldn't have a better match for this and couldn't have a better guest for this. Please, guys, welcome to the show, Azima Danji. Welcome, Azima. Thank you so much. So glad to be here. Same. I'm so glad that you made the time. Thank you so much, first and foremost. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a busy day, but doing good, doing good. That's good. First and foremost, could you tell us a bit more about yourself? Sure. My name is Azima Dhanji and I live in Pakistan. I'm from Karachi, Pakistan, and I'm a final year student at Institute of Business Administration, which is a business school in Karachi. And with that, I have my social startup called Connect Here that I've been working on for the past three years. And other than that, I don't know, what else would you like to know? <laughs> There's so much to cover. And I think Connect Here is definitely something I want to know more about, as I came across it really recently. I wanted to know... What exactly is Connect Here? So could you tell us what is Connect Here? Of course. So Connect Here is a social startup based in Pakistan and we are focusing on providing sign language accessibility and deaf inclusion. So our idea is that whatever is happening and wherever it is happening, those things should be inclusive and open for the deaf community. I've realized that there's there's just so much happening around this. There's, you know, there are concerts, there are events, there are workshops, there are like public sector services, but a deaf person can never independently walk into one of these places, just like the hearing community. And there's such a huge gap for them regardless of the fact they're equally smart like the rest of us. So um, seeing this gap, we were really, really motivated to like do something, use technology, find out a way to uh, tell the rest of the community to include the deaf people um, in different spaces. And that's why we started Connect here. We do multiple things. Um, we provide sign language interpretation services. So if there's a workshops going on, there's like concerts, anything, everything. We try to make sure interpreters are available over there. And if a deaf person wants to go there and attend those things, they could easily, easily do that. Other than that, we also teach sign language um, to hearing community. So if there are people out there who wants to learn sign language, who wants to communicate or connect with the deaf community, we teach them sign language as well. And the third and most interesting thing that we do is that there's a there's a huge gap in the media industry in Pakistan. None of the news channels provide sign language interpretation. Uh, none of the news, you know, is reaching out to the deaf community. We all know how uh, COVID-19 took over the world and there was just so many information being passed on. But deaf community they didn't know what it was, how to protect themselves, what is happening in the country, what are the timings of the lockdown per se. So there is just so much gap that we see in the media industry that we fulfill by making videos in sign language and we put it up on WhatsApp, Facebook, YouTube, so deaf people have equal access to information. So all in all, we're just trying to use as many medium as possible to reach out and help the community and to include them with the rest of us. That's really, really cool. And I like the fact that you are effectively bridging a gap that not many people, or at least no one that I've heard of, has been bridging that specific gap. 
So with that, I would like to ask you, what was the motivation behind it? Because you could have started a social startup on anything, right? <laughs> there are a million ideas out there. You could have chosen any field, any other sector, and any other industry to pursue. Why? What, what was the motivation? Um, so my parents, both of my parents, my mom and my dad, they both are deaf. And sign language is like my mother tongue. That's the first language that I learned and that I used to connect with my parents. And growing up, you know, being around deaf parents and seeing how capable they were and how they took care of my brother and I, just like any other family, I always used to feel sad and demotivated that my parents could not lead a life independently just like the rest of my uh, family members. Like if my mom wants to go for a doctor's appointment or even if my parents are called in for parents teacher meeting when I was younger and uh, if I would go with my mom as her interpreter, uh, the teachers would always be like, hey, I need you to bring someone else with you so we could like directly communicate with them rather having you interpret. And that was actually because uh, every Every time we would go, my teachers would always be angry at me because I would talk in my class and, you know, I was very, very talkative. And then when they're going to be like, hey, your daughter talks a lot and stuff, and I'm like interpreting it for my mom, my mom would be smiling over there and she'd be like, it's all right, she's just a kid. And at that time, my teacher would be like, you're not interpreting it correctly. You're telling her good things. That's why she's reacting that way. So they never trusted me with the interpretation part and they would always force me to ask one of my aunts or my uncle or my grandfather to come in and that made me feel really bad because I could see my friends easily coming in with their parents so why not my parents why couldn't my teachers connect to my parents why couldn't my parents lead uh, lead an equal life and not only that you know I remember if you would go to like weddings or uh, if you go for a doctor's appointment and stuff and I'm talking to my mom in sign language everyone around us would like stare at us and wonder why are we using our hands and what are we doing and they would never understand what sign language is so I, 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 I think that I lived in that environment and like growing up I saw how easily I could understand my parents and their friends because I knew sign language and then I saw the rest of the hearing community calling them with like you know they're like oh it's so sad that they're deaf but they would never try to know what skills they have and how wonderful they are and how wonderful their ideas are so I, and I would think that, you know, one day someone's going to use technology in Pakistan and focus on deaf community as well. And this is something that I would think since I was in school, so like eight, nine years ago, this was something that would go on in my mind. And growing up, I realized that nobody was focusing on this community. And then one day came where I was like, you know what, if no one else can do it, that doesn't mean I cannot. And that's where I, I took the step of doing something which is now in form of Connect Here and who's creating the impact that I probably didn't think of when I started it. That's really, really cool. There's two types of people in the world. There's the ones that wait for the change and there's the ones that make the change and are the change. And, and you're definitely the one that is the change. So that's really, really cool. And I, I love the background. I, I did not know this before. So for everyone listening, by the way, I actually had no idea of this story. So this is actually, I'm getting the information at the same time you guys are getting it. So it's really, really cool. Let's go. No, I, I did. I did do a lot of check. I did, <laughs> I did do a lot of check, but I left the less, the, the, the most important bits 
as a, as a secret for me so I could just get it firsthand. Let's I talk- love seeing your reaction. If people know it, I don't usually get those reactions. So that's amazing. Thank you. Now you're welcome. Let's talk entrepreneurship. Everyone knows what entrepreneurship is, or at least I'd like to assume so. But not many people understand the concept behind social entrepreneurship. Do you want to tell us a bit more about what social entrepreneurship is? What does it mean to you? Of course, social entrepreneurship is doing a business, coming up with an idea that could change the society in a way that you want to bring the change, but it has to be sustainable and scalable. That's the whole idea of social entrepreneurship. Social entrepreneurship is not only uh, living off on grants and not coming up with revenue streams. Whatever revenue we make in our social enterprise, we reinvest it into our business. So there's a huge misconception that social entrepreneurship is uh, doing charity work or NGO-based work. Both of those things are there respectfully at their places. Social entrepreneurship brings the element of earning your own revenue stream to ensure that your startup, your business is sustainable for a long time and you are creating impact, but side by side, you're also making revenue to ensure the scalability and sustainability that you need. So that's a bit of difference that comes with social entrepreneurship. So would that what do you love about being an entrepreneur in the social enterprise space? What do you love about it? So first thing that I love is that in Pakistan, it's a very, very new field. I think all around the world, but especially in Pakistan, people do not really know about social entrepreneurship. I remember when I was in my first year at university, one of my teachers asked me what I wanted to be. And I said, I want to be a social entrepreneur. And at that time, she was like, what, what is a social entrepreneur? We have heard about like you know, conventional businesses and like corporates, but what's a social business? And, uh, you know, it's so new and people don't know about it. It's a field to be explored. And I love that we we are one of the pioneers and one of the first people to start it in Pakistan. And the other thing that I love about being in this space is that it's impact-based. And when you do impact-based work, Whenever you have downs, whenever you feel like things are not working out, there is that one story that happens that shows the impact your startup is making. And that just like completely motivates you, pumps you, changes your behavior and makes you go back to what you're doing. So like every day we hear so many impact stories that Connecture has been able to serve. Um, Being in this space, being a social entrepreneur, we were the first one in Pakistan who did a live interpreted concert for deaf people and there were 300 deaf people who were able to enjoy music like the hearing community for the first time in Pakistan and if you would have came to that space Eric you couldn't even tell who's hearing and who's deaf so you know small events and moments like these the impact that you are able to create through your business really really pumps you up and is really like the fruit of social entrepreneurship I would say that's very, very cool. What what are the biggest learnings then? So I know what you love now about it, but what are the biggest learnings as an entrepreneur that you've taken away from the amount of experiences you've had to this day? Like as an entrepreneur or being in a social space? Well, both. 
Okay, so um, I think biggest learning as an entrepreneur that I've had is to say yes to every opportunity that comes to your way. And I know everyone keeps on saying this and at times it doesn't really sound realistic. But in our case, we have been able to um, get a lot of like new opportunities, a lot of things that we didn't even think about just because we said yes. So I think that's like one of the biggest learning I've had. The second biggest learning that I've had is that uh, when you're really passionate about working for a cause and you're doing it on your 100% capacity and you see other people coming in your company, working for you, you cannot always expect that people are going to stay. People come, they create an impact, they join your mission, they do their work, but then it's time for them to leave as well. So I've had instances in my career that I've had, uh, you know, people who joined our company and they were at a very, very prominent position and they did some very prominent work. But when it was time for them to leave, I always used to have this setback where I would be like super upset for the entire week and I'd be thinking that how would the company now work without their presence? Who would take their position? How would I manage? But some way or the other, things always come together and you find more people who are passionate about doing what you're doing. So I think the acceptance that people are going to come work with you, they're going to leave, you're going to have new people, you have to start things all over again. Um, that acceptance is very, very important. And um, I think the third thing that I have learned as a social entrepreneur is that um, it's okay to make compromises. So you know, I'm a student, right? So there are so many moments where I have to like compromise on hanging out with my friends or, you know, going to that one party that I was waiting for just because I have that meeting that I cannot miss. Or, you know, even in university, I started spending less time because I had to go to office and you only have 24 hours in a day to do so much that you can. So I also learned that it's okay to make compromises if your goals are set and you are seeing results at the end of the day. You might not feel okay at, the, at this time. You might question what you're doing at this time. But when things come together, you're going to feel very, very happy about that decision that you took back that's amazing one of the things that i really enjoyed just listening to to you right now was the fact that you're very aware of like the amount of lessons you've had and you've sort of taken them in there's a lot of people that will go to a lot of experiences and they only take away the failures they don't really take away the lesson in the failure and i feel like you've definitely taken the lesson in in both the failure and the success and and understood that this is how i can improve and this is how we can move forward which is really really cool I was just saying that I'm not going to say that it happened like that. Uh, failures are difficult as an entrepreneur because, you know, you're putting your heart out for something and then you're not able to do it or something might happen. So I'm not saying that I never have set back or I never close my room, turn the lights off and listen to music to calm myself down. I do that. I still do that. I still get very, very anxious. I still get nervous to connect and talk to people. But it's a process and you just get used to it the more you get into it, I'd say. Yeah, of course. It, it comes with time. It comes with experience. But the thing is that for me, the open-mindedness makes it all. If you're open-minded and you're willing to like learn and accept that, you know, not everything's perfect, but we, we can improve. That That's the key takeaway for me now i have done my background check azima and i know that your company and yourself got a very 
great amount of awards that have been given to to you for the social entrepreneurship. So I like the fact that you mentioned earlier, you guys are definitely pioneers in the space. So I have done my background check just to <laughs> get you there. Now, what I want to speak about is industry and society. Let's, let's okay. talk industry and society and let's shift a bit to society. Do you think society is doing enough of a good job right now in this moment in time of leveraging technology for social good? Yes, no, and, and why? So I would say not enough. So they are doing it. There are beautiful examples where people are creating application that's uh, helping out the visually impaired community. Per se, there is an app by the name of Be My Eyes, where you know a, a visually impaired person could just open the app and get help from a volunteer about which direction to take or what color to wear. But I would say that there is just still so much more that can be done in in case of like coming up with ideas, coming up with new designs to help the society. And the biggest problem with that that I see is that when something happens, um, when there is this one good idea that's happening, everyone just like attack on that one good idea and they stop looking at all the other possibilities that are out there and all the other things that they can do and all the other issues that they can focus upon. And um, other than that, I would also say it's about um, the patience level. I don't think the society has the patience level that is needed in the social space. So when I started Connect here, few months into it, the first questions my friends started asking me was that, oh, so do you guys make enough money or are you guys sustainable now or are you closing your project because you guys are not making money? So I had to explain to them that it's a slower process. It's not like a conventional business out there. It will take time. It will take time to catch up. So I just feel like that the society lacks patients at this time they do not understand that if you want to design a tech product for a social cause you need to design that tech product by taking inputs from the audience that you're targeting on you're not focusing on the fact that once your app is in the beta phase or it's just beginning you have to test it out with the people that you're creating the application for. All of these stages are really, really important to reach the end stage of making the greater impact or the greater social uh, change that you're wanting. So I just feel that the patience is very, very lacking in the society. We all as human want to see, we're so fast paced that we just want to get results like that. So it's just, if we are more patient, if we think more logically about what design change could support the social group that we are targeting, we could have even better results than we are having right now. I see. So it's about just looking into a bit more detail and understanding what can be done to, to bridge the gap even better. Now, after doing a lot of research as well, I found some gloves that were really interesting. They were designed to help the deaf community. I was interested in understanding your views about what these gloves are and if there are any limitations to it, perhaps. So you're talking about the gloves that are set to be able to interpret sign language or you could communicate in sign language through those gloves. Yeah, yeah. those exact ones, yes. 
Yes, so, okay, so this is very interesting because I could easily say that I have been tagged like 100 times on posts on Facebook, wherever these gloves are, because we see these gloves as a very, very strong potential solution for the deaf community out there. For the listeners out there, these gloves are set to interpret um, if you sign. So if you're wearing these gloves and if you sign something, those gloves would like interpret it into words so that the reader could read and understand what you're signing and a lot of people in different countries are working on these gloves and um, the interesting fact is that it has never increased from that research stage so it has always been a very interesting research to look at to consider but it, it has never reached the application stage and the reason why it hasn't reached the application stage is because sign language is not only based on hand signs it's not only those signs that you do with your hands it's your facial expressions your body gestures uh, the, the exertion that you're putting into it your eyebrows how are you saying how are you your your lip sync also matters into it so people who think that only by wearing a glove it could interpret the entire communication and conversation into words it's not true you need more than that you need the human element you need the facial expressions you need the body gestures that that glove cannot depict or understand which is why the deaf community around the world whenever they're signing when they're signing deaf people sign language is done with and from a human element and they require sign language interpreters who are hearing people who could interpret for them because they do justice to that sign language element the facial expression the body gesture everything that goes into giving this beautiful language its complete meaning so it's about the fact that those gloves can't actually get the full context of that communication right and that's why they're not that's that's the limitations. They don't get the full context, and therefore you're not actually getting the accurate, exact, precise communication flow that you you would if you had that human element. That that is what we rely on right now. That's really interesting. Yeah. I think overall, I'm really happy to see that at least there's some initiatives uh, looking into stuff like that, and there's applications and 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 sort of technology coming in in the near future that i'm sure will change not just you know the deaf community's life but also every other community and every other industry and, and field and i cannot wait to see where connect here is going to be you know in five years ten years down the line and and i'm sure there will be greater things coming from you guys so i'll i'll definitely keep an eye out i'll definitely be following you guys and and fingers crossed we'll see amazing things come true uh, from connect here so yeah make sure you guys give them a follow and the final or one of the last questions I want to ask you is, and you referred this in the beginning, you said you're a student. I believe you're in your final year, I believe right now, right? I wanted to know how that is because when I was in my final year of university, which was like about a year ago, I, the whole, my, actually my whole university journey, I was working multiple jobs. So I had seven, diff, seven different part-time jobs throughout my four years at university and at most of the times I was working two jobs at the same time. And so I know the challenges that comes with that and I know how much less time you have for yourself and how much less time you have for actual uni stuff. And it's just, it's a, it's a balancing act. Now, obviously 
that compares exactly to running a company plus your own personal commitments and, and trying to fit in your education and your uni studies. And I wanted to know, how are you finding running your own company whilst finishing your, 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 your education? You know, if someone, if you ask someone who has known me from my first year at university, they would tell you that the amount of time I would invest in university and society work in my very first year, I wasn't even able to do like 5% of that after starting Connect here. Um, after I started, um, I had to take a semester break. So I took the decision of, you know, taking a gap semester so I could completely focus upon Connect here. And it was a very, very big decision for me because that would mean that I'm not, I would not be able to graduate with my friends. That would mean that I wouldn't be able to take the same classes as them and it took a lot of like courage to make that decision and once I got back to uni um, I started like you know looking into courses that would like sync with the interests that I have courses that would help me in connect here courses that would benefit me the instructors that would benefit me in making networks and connections all around so my entire perspective after starting connect here changed before that I was just a student who was still exploring was just like the rest of the students out there who had to you know think about you know doing multiple aptitude exams and like getting into master university universities for masters or like going for a corporate job but once i started connect here i knew that this is like the initiative that i'm i want to invest my time and my energy into all my learnings into this like connect here became my identity in university then like even people if people would like to come and talk to me the first question they would ask me would, would be like oh how's connect here going so that just became my you know point of conversation with everyone that just became my life in some sort of way i had to make a lot of compromises in sense of doing society works i had to skip out on that i had to skip out on hanging out with my friend or just going for chai tea later because that was that's like a thing in pakistan like after university we all go for chai and we sit and we like gossip and talk so i had to skip out on that um and right now i'm in my last semester and i only have one course left and that course is on social marketing. So again, that's how you market your social enterprises and everything. So it's interesting that I was able to like put on my put all my educational learnings into the startup. I was able to put all of these things together and benefit out of the connections that I made in university. A lot of my interns, a lot of my volunteers came from my university only. So having that back support and that community with you while you're doing something of your own is also amazing so it's all like good at the end like i'm very very glad to take, to have taken that uh step yeah totally i totally see where you're coming from and and i can also relate in the sense that like i also had to miss out on like certain things at uni to to make time and to to try and balance out like you know my other jobs and stuff like that and not going to take away the fact that I also did make use of a lot of opportunities I had at uni and I went to a lot of socials as well. And so it's a, it's a balance, you know, I missed some, but I went to some. And I think the most important thing that comes out of it, you know, I finished university like this year back in May, May, mid-May. So it was a few months ago, three months ago, four, three, four months ago. And I don't regret any of that, like, you know, all that hard work, all those like sacrifices and compromises like you've been speaking about. I don't regret any of that and it's okay like you said earlier I believe you said it's okay to sometimes compromise certain things for 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 the the bigger and the better picture right 
And I, I think in that sense, like I'm pretty, pretty happy. I don't regret anything. And I think you, you learn from those experiences the most. Now, my final question <laughs> for you is what's up and what's next for you? Um, I was waiting for this. <laughs> okay. I think in terms with Connect here, we're very, very excited because uh, in one month's time, we're going to be launching our application that we have been dreaming about since the day we started Connect here. It's a video interpretation application so that we're going to have interpreters at our setup doing interpretation for deaf people all over Pakistan using a mobile app. So that's something that we're really excited about to launch it for customers, for businesses, and to ensure and see that whichever space we walk into in Pakistan, especially, Connecture is making a difference over there in terms of providing inclusion for the deaf community. So really, really excited about that. And with me, I think that um, I've been so I, I really like talking. I love meeting new people. I love mentoring new startups. So uh, I think after I get done with my university, this is something that I'm really excited to look, in, look into, look into public speaking, training aspect, and seeing how many students and youth out there I could give benefit to from my previous experiences. So really, really excited about that as well. That's really amazing. I'm looking forward to, to seeing what's up for and what's next for Connect here. And I'm really going to follow it closely. So if you guys caught an interest and you want to know more about Connect here, please go to www.connecthere.org. So make sure you go check them out. Make sure you support the cause. And make sure you also look into Azima Danji on LinkedIn. She's a very interesting person. She's very active. And I'm sure she'll be happy to talk to any of you guys if you do reach out to her. So, yeah, thank you so much, Azima, for making the time today. I really, really appreciate that. Lovely being here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And if you guys have enjoyed today's episode, then please make sure to listen to the next podcast to find out what's up and what's next.